You've created your business and now it's time to protect it. Whether it's your podcast, speaking engagements that you do virtually or live on in-person stages or the community that you've built, you want to make sure that what you've created is taken care of and well protected. This is where AWB contract templates come in. They're customizable, quick and easy to complete and cost a fraction of working with a lawyer one-on-one. They have tons of options available so you can choose the ideal one for your business needs. It's an instant download. You get a Word doc template, you fill in the blanks and in about 20 minutes, you're all done. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash contracts today to pick out your new business contracts. And when you check out, be sure to use the code PLAY for 20% off your contract purchase. That's P-L-A-Y in all caps for 20% off. Protect your business with AWB contract templates. Thank you for listening to the Font Your Fire podcast. If you are anything like the Font Your Fire team and I, you are all about creating and consuming intentional content. I mean content that has the power to change the way that you view yourself or change your industry altogether. Well, we want to be intentional about the content we're creating here at Font Your Fire and on the show. So I'm going to encourage you to leave us a rating and written review. And in that review, let us know what you want to hear more of here on the podcast. We take your reviews into consideration with every episode being created. Don't know how to do that? I'm going to encourage you to head on over to flauntyourfire.com slash rate. Again, that's flauntyourfire.com slash rate. And there you will find pictures and written instructions that give you the technical how to leave us a rating and review no matter what podcast app you're listening from. All right, you know what time it is. It is time to get this show on the road. template, own your values, and amplify your influence. This is the Flaunt Your Fire podcast, redefy still marketing advice, and own our power. I am your host and CEO of Flaunt Your Fire Agency, as well as the co-host and co-founder of Pause on the Play, the community. And I am so excited to dive in to this conversation with you today. So it's been a little over a year since COVID-19 quarantine started here in the Washington, D.C. or the United States. And during that process, I had to personally seek out some new hobbies. My hobbies were very much the extroverted life hobbies of booking speaking engagements out of town and deciding to stay a couple extra days to vacation while I was there um, and sightsee and explore. Uh, my hobbies included things like, um, trying new physical activities like rock climbing with a friend, um, doing like and scheduling group workouts with friends or exploring, um, new sports that I'd never tried before. Um, and then also like being really physically fit. So being able to thrash around some weights in the gym 
you know, has been great for my mental health. And a lot of these things I could no longer do once quarantine started in the, in, uh, the Washington, D.C. area specifically because a lot of things like gyms started to be on lower capacity. You couldn't bring guests or friends. Um, obviously, the traveling and conventions and public speaking engagements in person were just not happening. And I had to find new things to fill my cup. Well, one of those things that I started diving into is going to surprise you a little bit. Um, unless you've been following me closely on social media, you may already know. But many people who uh, listen to the podcast or have seen me in person or online, you know, have this uh, perception of me to be very elegant and graceful and fashionable and, you know, the person who is wearing makeup and all these other things and just like this perception. But underneath that is somebody who is very nerdy and goofy and <laughs> it's tied back to a lot of how I was um, much younger, you know, really being super advanced in math very interested in science, you know, um, took a lot of science classes in college. And I just love to go down rabbit holes and learn new things and read. And so I found myself giving myself permission to read again. And I say giving myself permission because if you're listening, you're probably a hustler to some degree. You have a business, you have a brand, you're an athlete you are used to understanding the power of hard work and how it pays off and dedication and the transformation that dedication can create. And that's a beautiful thing. And I also know that if you are someone like that, whether you are in hustle mode or whether you're in high performance mode, which I prefer, but it can be a bit challenging to take yourself out of that mode and actually give yourself the grace and permission to do really passive things that are just for pleasure um, and don't necessarily have to be about business or performance or <laughs> winning. Um, so for me, it was definitely giving myself permission to do something that felt so frivolous, like sitting and reading a book and also giving myself permission to do that. I knew it required working through some mindsets as to why, you know, watching, um, even like my dad growing up working, you know, sometimes over 12 hour days really kind of instilled into me like this hard work ethic. I mean, keep in mind, we were low income and things like that. So part of it was that he had to um, in order to keep our bills paid. But I think that it did instill like, oh, you have to work hard. You have to be doing something all the time. And so reminding myself that doing things like this to refill my cup so that I am inspired and excited when I do come back to work and I'm not burned out um, is important too. The other thing that I had to give myself permission on was to just get started. So rather than um, decide that I need to start with this specific book that I was going to start reading again, I just picked the first book that I saw. And the first book that I saw happened to be one that I already owned in my home. And that was Subliminal, How Your Unconscious Mind Rules Your Behavior by Leonard, whose last name I cannot pronounce. <laughs> so I'm not even going to try that one. Um, but the cool thing about getting back into and starting with this book 
is it really allowed me to also do my own allyship work because sorry to break it to you black people, but we have our own diversity, equity, inclusion and allyship work to do too. And it really allowed me to see how even once we get outside of race or gender, our unconscious mind really does rule our behavior. And sometimes it's as simple as, um, which is not that simple, but something I I even learned in uh, the marketing and branding space, which is repetition. The more you show someone the same exact commercial or image or word or color or name or bottle over and over again, the more it is ingrained in the back of their mind to be drawn to it when they actually see it in a sales situation. Like, and the thing is, it's really unconscious because we can watch the same commercial and not even be paying attention to the commercial or flip the channel. We don't even take it in and yet our unconscious mind takes it in. We don't remember that commercial or remember ever seeing that product before. However, our unconscious mind remembers. And so when you're given a lineup of things to choose from, you choose the one that you previously saw. And so this book does go into um, unconscious bias in relation to race or gender or things like that, too. But it also goes into things that really have nothing to do with that. Um, And it gave me like so many like, oh, shit moments. I had read it before, but this time I allowed myself to read it more slowly And really take it in page by page and ask myself, wow, what does this mean for me that I'm reading? Or wow, now that I've read this, what do I want to do with it? Um, I think it's important to take the information that we're taking in and integrate it into our lives, um, integrate those takeaways or those lessons into our lives, and then also take any necessary actions um, associated with it. And so as I was doing that, I found myself wanting to to talk with people about this book and what I was reading. And I didn't know anybody that had read it. And I also didn't know how to find out if anybody had. Um, So I did like a light post on social media asking, like, what are you reading right now? And um, I got some really great responses that informed some of the next books that I read. And the seed was planted. People are reading a lot of books. And a lot of the books that we're reading, um, especially our pause in the play, the community members are the same books and we just don't even realize it. Maybe we're reading them at different times, but we're unpacking similar information and similar stories. And, you know, it sparked the question, do other people want people to talk this through with? And I was like, well, that exists. That's book clubs, right? I'm sure there's a book club out there we all could join. And so I started looking into book clubs as I moved on to my second book, The Body Keeps the Score. And what I found was that book clubs were not reading these types of books to begin with. Um, And then the the other thing that I found was that book clubs had a lot of rules. And a lot of rules don't work for me. And I don't think that they work for the people that I've attracted here on this podcast as listeners, in my community, as clients, as friends. Um, Rules like we're going to have a discussion every X day of the month at X time. And we're going to cover, you know, chapter one through whatever during that discussion. Like, no, my people like to read books at different times. Some people like to read three books at once. Some people like to read one book in five days. Some people like to read one book in 30 days. You know, it just really depends on the person. And I don't think that wanting to read books in your own way and in your own pace should stop you from being able to be a part of a bigger discussion. 
So I, I know you hear what's brewing here. <laughs> was realizing I need to create my own book club with my own roles. And uh, as I finished up The Body Keeps the Score, I think from that I had moved on to a Brene Brown book. And then I was like, okay, this is a lot of really deep stuff. Let me move on to something light. <laughs> light, right? I picked Hood Feminism. There was nothing light about that book for me. Um, while it was personal storytelling, um, I found that in reading Mickey Kendall's story, she brought up so many things and, and had words for experiences that I had had that I just didn't know how to articulate to someone else. Um, and wow, that one was like, yeah, okay, I have to start this book club now. So I started doing my research and asking myself, how do, how do you roll out this book club? Um, and I decided that I didn't want to limit people to video conversations or voice conversations because there's always a chance that the, the date and time specific type format means that some people might be excluded from the conversation out of literally just not being available. Um, I also realized that I didn't want to dictate how quickly someone needs to read something or at what point can they get into the conversation with others. Um, I realized that I didn't want to overwhelm people. So I one of the things that I did was I structured this book club in such a way that um, you were able to like get a new book put into the club every other week. Um, but you weren't obligated to start reading that book every other week. It wasn't even implied in that way. It's just this is a post and this post is a safe space to start unpacking this book with other people. If you are reading this book, very, very go with the flow kind of vibe. <laughs> and so to give you a little bit more tangible structure of how this looks in pause in the play of the community, we have everything from coaching and consulting sessions once a month to monthly trainings and education happening. There's conversations happening in the space about everything from boosting your brand visibility, pitching podcasts to increase the visibility for your business, getting partnership deals, um, building out your own uh, awards programs or retooling scholarships you already have for your business into awards. We have a lot of really cool things included with your membership. And I felt like the book club needed its own little hub. So within the space, we have a lot like on uh, Facebook, you know, you can just do a post. Well, our posts are organized into topics. And I built this out in a way where the book club is a topic. And underneath the book club, there are specific posts for each book. And so for that example, um, if we think about Disability Visibility, a book that I actually just finished reading, it's so good and I highly recommend you take that book and um, you will never look at, you know, disability the same way again after reading it. But um, in the example of disability visibility written by Alice Wong or edited by Alice Wong, um, you have the post about the book and then you have some options. So we start that out with where are you going to purchase your books from? Because while this is still a hobby and it's something that um, I think is a, a great opportunity to have a pastime that is not really work um, and can really allow you to take in new stories and new information in a different way. And not all of these books are social justice related or a subconscious mind related. Some are actually just for pleasure. I want you to think about where you're buying your books from. 
So one of the first things that we do is we offer you two places as suggestions. You can buy your books from wherever you want or you can get them from the library, which is totally free. Um, But if you are going to buy them, we actually link back to Uncle Bobby's Coffee and Books, which is a Black-owned bookstore um, by Mark Lamont Hill, who is really well-known for a lot of his own activism and social justice work. Um, And it's a physical bookstore as well in Philadelphia, but you can order their books online. And then the second option, because it's super accessible, no matter what country you live in, is Amazon, especially because a lot of people have Amazon gift cards. So it just really makes you think about, like, where are you buying your book from? I mean, preferably from a local or um, a, a bookstore or a bookstore owned by a, a community that's underrepresented or a bookstore that has been having some challenges with staying open. Because the reality is every time we go into our pocket and spend our money at a particular place and make that choice, we're choosing who stays open and thrives and who closes their doors. So that was really important for me as to allow people to have the space to discuss, but also think about how do you get here to buy this book if you haven't bought it yet. The second thing is, I think it's important as we're consuming content, especially really deep content, um, to have a space to share and process our thoughts about what we're reading. So being able to share the quotes that really stood out to you or the insights that you had or if there's questions that are arising, maybe somebody mentioned something and you don't understand what they meant. Or maybe um, what they said sparked some questions in you of like, what do I do with this information? Having a place to unpack all of that and to really um, work through it with other people who are there to support you, I think is so important. And it really is the difference between consuming and then moving on or consuming and then integrating and becoming something different. So in this book club, I also realized that like, as I started to research how book clubs were done, you know, I wanted to like kind of debunk all of that and screw the template on all of that and say, you know what, my book club is going to be for rebellious readers. And in this book club, you know, you make the rules, basically. Like, there are no rules, not because, you know, we want to be lawless for lawless sake, but because we don't want people to feel like the only way that you can be able to share what you're learning and process is by following really specific rules that may not work for everybody. And so what I mean by rebellious leaders, readers <laughs> is... Um, really breaking that down. And so in the book club, I say this is for readers that like to take their time with books, reading them over several weeks or months. This is for readers that like to devour books quickly and read them in just a few days. This is for people that want to read three books at once. This is for people that want to read one book at a time. It's for all of the above because it's for people that want to create their own roles, their own timeline. And really the point I think that most book clubs have or at least ours has, that the rules can get in the way of is the real purpose. The real purpose is a place to process what you've read with other readers, um, a place to get diverse perspectives on the content that you're taking in. Because the truth of the matter is we can all read the same book. And if there's 20 of us, we will take away 20 different things. And being able to see the thing that you took away from a book Um, And how that's different than what I took away is also really like impactful for both of us. Like, oh yeah, I didn't even catch that part, but that's important. 
It's for people who want to keep the conversation going and not have a book live and die in the book that you read and actually become integrated into conversations, integrated into tangible actions that you can take in your life. And honestly, I, I realized that like in dictating specific questions that we needed to answer about a book, um, that it could put you into, in my opinion, what is bland book club conversations. If we're asking the same questions that everybody else asks, we're going to get the same vibes, the same energy, the same type of, of space. So this isn't a shit on other people's book clubs, but you know, that's not what I'm trying to do here. At the same time, I do think that when we open up the room to ask any question, instead of having specific questions that we need to answer, we can deviate respectfully from brand conversations. And so as you're listening to this, um, you know, if you've been reading some interesting books, I am going to encourage you to really hop into the discussion at any point in your reading with somebody. We do have a safe space to do this in our community. Um, I also say it's a great opportunity to share with your friends and your family what you're reading, what you're learning. We encourage our members to hop into the discussion at any point in their reading. You don't have to wait until you're done. Actually, sometimes the best time is when you hit a part in the book that is like, oh gosh, right? Because it's right there, it's right fresh, and you're in the energy of that. Share stories, ask questions. You know, we encourage our members to tag fellow members in what they're posting. Post quotes. They get to make the rules. They get to be the book rebels. And I share all of this with you because as things are opening back up here in the United States and I am getting back to other hobbies and being out and living and doing things in the world and not being so shut off again as the way that COVID quarantines kind of cause it to be. Um, I'm asking myself, how can I carry the hobby that I created during COVID into my life going forward and having this virtual place to keep these conversations going, encourage me by seeing new books because our members get to actually suggest books to be added to our club. Um, so seeing some of the books that they're suggesting has really encouraged me to keep reading and to know that I'm not on this reading and educational journey on my own, right? I have other people to do this with and so do they. So I'm going to encourage you as you're listening to number one, um, ask yourself for the hobbies that you've created during quarantine, what is it that you can do to integrate them into your life going forward as things reopen? You know, what do you want to keep and how might you adjust it in order for it to be sustainable in your life? For me, I read, <laughs> as I share this with you, um, I've probably read about 15 to 20 books since March of 2020. Um, prior to that, I would read maybe two books a year. I mean, that's like a huge difference, right? And so one of the things that I'll be doing to make sure that this stays sustainable is I'm actually going to reduce the amount of books that I'm reading to probably one a month or less. Um, and that way I'm actually able to take it in as I'm doing other things and not just speed read through something. Um, one of the other things that I'm going to be doing is, 
I've already said this as my encouragement to others, but I'm going to be practicing when I preach with that. I'm actually going to be like unpacking specific quotes as I get to them and journaling about them, sharing them within the book club. Instead of feeling like I have to wait until I'm done reading or I've been reading the book for X amount of time to start sharing. I'm just going to share as I go. Um, I think that there's immense power for me in that of being able to do things as they come up. So really, I want to encourage you to think about that question. See how can you integrate what you've been doing into your life going forward? Because I know that you've probably built some great habits or hobbies during this time. And I think it's important to be able to, if you really enjoyed them, keep them in some way. And the next thing that I want to encourage you to do is to start reading books. There is such immense power and transformation and inspiration that can come from deep diving into one story or topic or theme that a book can present to you and over a period of time and you get to decide what you want that to look like i've personally done everything from a physical printed book to an audiobook in this process to a digital book um, you looking at all of those different formats and, and options can then begin to decide for yourself you know how frequently do you want to be reading a new book and if you want to put any restrictions on how quickly you want to read it i've been going with the flow you get to make your own rules, but I do think that there's immense power in reading books and turning books into conversations that are meaningful and integrating the takeaways from the books and the conversations into your life and allowing that integration to inspire new actions, new habits, and new behaviors. And so if you've been listening to this episode and you feel so inspired to actually be able to better unpack these conversations and find the actionable nuggets within them, I am going to encourage you to head on over to pauseontheplay.com community and join our community that includes our complimentary book club with your membership. There's so many amazing people in there having these conversations with you and sharing their insights and their takeaways and bringing up things that honestly, I didn't even necessarily catch the first time I was reading some of the books. Um, and they're doing it in such a way that they have the common goal of turning it into inspired actions for themselves too. So at just under a hundred dollars a month, you have an incredible opportunity to be a part of a transformational book club and also get all the other amazing benefits of our community membership, like access directly to me on video to dive through your strategy and figure out exactly what are the next best actions for you and your brand or your business. Direct access to Erica Corday, our diversity, equity, inclusion co-founder to get you know insights and actions from her on things that you may want to integrate into your brand from that perspective as well as coach you on showing up you know and being more visible in any mindsets that may be keeping you from doing that i'm so excited that we have the ability to offer this community at such an affordable rate and I'm going to encourage you that if you've been thinking about it for a while to sign up while that rate lasts, because I don't know if we're going to be carrying the $97 rate into 2022. 
It's been so fun exploring and sharing about my new hobby of reading here on this episode. And until the next one, I'm going to encourage you to keep pouring into your own hobbies and doing the things that fill your cup. Ready to get clear on what matters? Let's do this. From implicit to explicit is a framework that helps you to get clear on what matters and how it informs the way you live and lead in your workplace. Whether it's focusing on the team building and connection that can happen when you talk about what matters to you as a person or how it informs the outcomes that you seek in your business, it can all completely change the game. Having clarity on what your values are and how this shapes the way your work creates the foundation for every action that you take, and then sharing this information across your team explicitly. This is what creates confidence and integrity in what it is that you are creating and sharing with the world. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash explicit to learn more about this collaborative and interactive workshop and sign up today. Ready to lead through your values?